It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversation. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I know. Is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing? It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello, hello, welcome. I am Renee Main. When I put my name down for today probably I don't know maybe two three weeks ago it's funny I had no idea what was going to surface in that time and um and that is one of the beautiful things about trusting our intuition right is um is you know I was like yeah okay I just I felt to put my name down for today and it's a public holiday here in Melbourne I was like oh crap forgot about that but I trusted and then just this week this this unfolding with with forgiveness took on a new a new understanding and a new route all of its own so I'm really going to I'm going to share with you my journey with with forgiveness and um what it means to me but also as well there's a lot of um there's a lot of people in the spirituality industry that have been talking about um, forgiveness this week. And it started to take a turn by someone who made a very big call about forgiveness. And um, and I absolutely disagree with, <laughs> with those thoughts. Um, so, so the comment that was made just in, in a nutshell, there was a whole, you know, explanation around it, but it was saying that forgiveness is pointless and it's really a, a trap where we're in energetic limbo. Um, it's a mental trap that puts us in energetic limbo. So I'm going to talk more about that as well. And then I want to see it. I want to speak to it about through the eyes of the universe. So, um, yeah, so hang around, join me, tell me your journey with forgiveness, pop in, say hello. Um, the Facebook algorithms kind of blows. Uh, so we're doing everything that we can to serve and show up and, and be this demonstration. So every every heart, every like, every comment, every hashtag replay everything that you do it really helps us speak to getting our voices out there every share um carly carly marie was saying oh a little while ago you know saying that a like is like giving a busk of five cents a heart is like giving the the busk of 50 cents you know a comment is like five bucks and then a share is like 50 bucks you know so so that's kind of the evolution of, of what you know how it works in this fear this this realm of um of facebook so um yeah so if you're watching do say hello 
And um, if you've got any questions about forgiveness, please don't hesitate to ask. I'll be making sure that I check your comments as, as we go. So first of all, I just, hmm, I just want to honour the lineage of, of this work, of what forgiveness means to me and honour my teachers and both informal and formal. And I think that when we're talking in the realm of forgiveness, there's a lot of informal teachers that we can potentially have, you know, and I would say have to forgive, but the invitation to find forgiveness um, is there. So, so today I really want to honour my informal teachers and, um, and the role that they played in my journey with forgiveness. So I honour I honour my informal teachers and my formal teachers, but but today my informal teachers. I also want to honour this land. I reside on the land of the that Wurundjeri tribe of the Kulin Nation, and I really honour them as the spiritual gatekeepers of this land. And I pay my respects, past, present, and future. And may they find forgiveness for my white lineage in the role that we had to play to suppress their voices and honour their land and their custodians. <sighs> so mm, I want to share first about this moment where forgiveness took a new journey for me and it can be this thing that people talk about, you know, even that old saying that of, of you can forgive but you can't forget, you know, and so it's so ingrained in us carrying this residue of hatred and anger and resentment and I really want to speak to how that plays out energetically and I can feel the sadness in my heart. And so I just want to honour that, the beauty of that right now as well. So with this journey of forgiveness, I come from a lineage of family violence and domestic violence and then when I left that, I repeated the cycle and in my own relationship. So I've had a big journey with abuse and sexual abuse and assault. Um, so my forgiveness, my journey with forgiveness has been a big one. And I want to say particularly with myself, because here's the thing about forgiveness is forgiveness is, is not about the person, it's about us. And do we want to carry, do we want to hold that resentment, that anger towards someone or is it more important that we find peace in ourselves and in ourselves, like for ourselves? 
and forgive ourselves as well in that um, because I feel like that is probably a conversation that not a lot of people talk about. So with this journey with forgiveness, I want to share this, this evolution of forgiveness that unfolded for me. So in, in this time and space when I left this abusive relationship and I walked away and I vowed that it was going to be the last time that I ever, ever would put myself through this and I would do whatever it took to break this cycle, this epigenetic cycle of what abuse is and what it looks like. And, um, and, so, and so I did that. I did that. And our journey with forgiveness is it can take time. So I want to acknowledge that, that no matter where you are in this, this cycle of forgiveness, it's, it's beautiful and there's a divine timing to that, right? So I had this journey where I got on with life and, you know, and I went through and I went through the pain and I went through the darkness and I went through all the brokenness, right? I was broken. You know, I say, you know, I was so broken and I couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. You know, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me back together again. I was broken. However, I realized that I didn't need fixing. And that was a huge cornerstone in that path. I didn't need fixing. And in my brokenness, I realized that I was okay. I realized that I was always going to be okay. And I can't let these bad things happen in my life determine who I am, right? They don't define me. So I started this process of this empowerment, right, where I reclaimed my power, where I met myself in my brokenness. And as soon as I met myself in my brokenness, I, begin, I began to find, I found myself for who I really was right? And so I reclaim this part and we reown this part and we go, ah, okay, come here, right? So all of these broken pieces that we feel as a weakness or these things that we try to run and out run and hide about ourselves is a piece that we just need to reclaim about ourselves. It's an unmet part of ourselves that we need to reclaim, or maybe we've met it at the moment, we've met it a thousand times, but we need to actually honor it with love. And so, in this, then I was able to piece my life back together, and life began this whole other shape. And then, when I felt like you know I was in my power, then I was able to look at go, okay, like what am I not seeing here? What was my role in this? right? And I'm not condoning any violence whatsoever, but what was I getting off on in this? You know, so I was able to sit with myself and go, okay, right, this is where I was hiding. This is where I was allowing myself to shrink. This is where I was allowed to get off. This is where I was allowing myself to get off on the drama, right? This is where I was able to go surrender, go, okay, this is all I'm worth. Right. And so there was all of these things that, you know, th that were really kind of bubbling away that I was able to meet on their own. However, the biggest thing in that was my anger. And with my anger, 
I didn't know what to do with it, right? This rage, this anger was so suppressed. And because no one teaches us what to do with this anger, right? And if you've been in an abusive relationship, then you can fear anger, right? Because you've been subjected, you've been beaten, you've been bruised, you've been broken, you've been shattered into a thousand parts. And so we don't know what to do with this anger that we feel, right? So our lives have moved on and we've got this life, but this anger, this residue still stays, right? And here's the thing is you can smell their cologne, or you can hear music and it can take you back there. It can take you back there like it was yesterday. And so it's this part that is really hard to deal with, right? And so this is now what we might call a trauma response, right? But 10 years ago when I'm feeling this, I had no idea, right? And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm here. I'm back here. I'm back in this scared girl. And then when I allowed myself to just be this scared girl for a moment, and it was this moment where I just went, what if I allowed myself to be this scared girl, to be this scared little girl who was beaten and broken and abused? She'd been violated. And I just sat with her and I realised I was never afraid of the next beating. I was afraid I was going to live this life forever and not the one I dreamed about, right? That was my biggest fear. And in that moment, this second wave came through and that was I don't know who I hate more them for doing it to me or me for allowing it to happen and therein lies my role and the work that I have to do in that in that moment so when I acknowledge this I don't know who I hate more them for doing it to me or me for allowing it to happen, not once, not twice, but fucking over and over and over again. I allowed this to happen, right? I allowed myself to live this, this double life where I could go up and shine and I was, you know, I was in this high-flying job. I was doing this thing, you know, I showed up and I was confident and I was smiling and I was making all this money and, you know, all of these things and inside I felt broken. And so being with that, being with that, that I was just as angry at myself is what I was with my abusers. And that is not an anger that a lot of people talk about with abuse. So what do we do with that? And so I say we get okay with our anger, right? We get okay with it. And instead of walking away, instead of, instead of not talking about it, instead of just finding another distraction to go do this thing, I faced it. And I met myself every single time, right? And you might journal, you might dance, you might meditate, you might tap, you might do whatever, right? And if you feel like you need tools, then reach out. Like I can help you with that. 
So, you know, but I met it every single time, every single layer. And what happened is that instead of running away, instead of facing it, it starts to melt, right? Because the pain is us not going there, not meeting it. That is the pain, right? The pain is us not meeting it, is us avoiding it. But as soon as we meet it, it's not so bad, right? It melts, right? Yep, it may be tough. Sometimes it's tough to sit in the fire of your own bullshit, right? But I guarantee you that as soon as you do, the sooner you do it, the sooner it melts away, the sooner it transmits, the sooner you move in to this new evolutional shift within self, right? And we get to meet ourselves over and over and over again. So moving on to this, right, I would still then smell their cologne. I would still hear a song. And one day I was walking through Office Works, which is like this big ass, for those of you not in Australia, it's a big ass stationary kind of store. Um, and so in there I was walking through Office Works and this man walked past and he smelled my ex-partner's cologne and he wore my ex-partner's cologne and so this smell this familiar smell I just smelt it and I just stood there and I just said what if I what if I just felt love right now what if I actually just felt love for myself right now so I just stopped in the middle of this store and I just put my hands on my heart and I just smothered myself in love. And then I sent love to him. And not just him, I sent love to every single abuser that I've experienced in this lifetime. And I sent love to them. And I said, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And in that moment, it was such a significant shift in my body. The peace that flooded my body was the most extraordinary thing that I have felt. Because forgiveness matters. And ever since that moment, that moment I reclaimed my sovereignty, I reclaimed my power in that forgiveness. So when I hear spiritual leaders talk about forgiveness, saying that it's a mental trap, and it comes from ego and it causes energetic chaos and duality and hierarchy. I've got to call bullshit. Because forgiveness matters. And forgiveness is is an ancient practice that goes beyond 
any religion, any culture. We have practiced forgiveness for centuries. And it's something that we've forgotten. But it needs to come from a whole, an in-body experience, a felt experience, right? And it can only happen when we accept responsibility for ourselves and realise that we're not perfect and that we signed up to experience whatever we're meant to experience and the universe doesn't give us anything that we cannot handle. And in this, so it doesn't cause energetic chaos. It causes a peaceful energetic field. It causes a ripple effect of I'm okay. I'm okay in my brokenness. I will always be okay in my brokenness. It is not a mental trap. It is not energetic chaos. That is pseudo-spiritual bullshit. And I'm going to call it every single time. Because in this dualism, in this hierarchy that we say that, that forgiveness creates blame. It creates a hierarchy. It creates dualism. I think unforgiveness does. I think that toxic residue of resentment, of anger, of blame, that is toxic. That causes energetic chaos. That causes dualism. Every day of the friggin' week. But when we can come back to self and we can say, I'm broken. I'm just as broken as you are. I am just, I'm scrambling my way through this life just as much as you are. I'm making this up as I go along just as much as you are. I am not above you or below you, but we are together in this journey. And Albert Einstein once said that people will always Pick out the one thing that you've done wrong, even though you've done infinite, 50, whatever the amount is of things right or correct, they will pick you up on the one thing that you've done wrong. And that is our dance, right? That is our dance. And I believe that that mentality of picking other people up and going, you know, and calling people out to go, you got that wrong. This is da 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 da, right? Whatever it is, is that's our own suppressed anger. That's our own suppressed resentment. That's our own suppressed, maybe it's suppressed, maybe it's not suppressed, blame, right? Maybe that's our projection of blame. But when we come back to self, when we come back to our bodies, forgiveness is such a powerful weapon. 
And it's a powerful weapon because it moves us beyond dualism. It moves us beyond blame. It moves us beyond judgment. And we can actually restore peace in our fields, in our bodies, and in our minds. I am not here to add to the chaos. I am not afraid of the chaos. Because in my opinion, they are the same thing. The only thing that matters is how I show up to it. How do I show up to it? What is my journey? What is my responsibility within this? Because ultimately, yes, we are interconnected, right? We are all threads of each other because ultimately there is only one of us here. What I see in you, I see in me. And that is when me becomes we. And that is when we can make significant change. But we have to call bullshit out. We have to call bullshit out where bullshit lies, right, within ourselves. So this week I've sat with going, okay, what does forgiveness mean for me? What does it mean for me? And so for me, forgiveness this week and remembering that forgiveness is a journey, right? It is a cycle. So it's this, it's again, forgiveness is this spiral of consciousness, right? So no matter where you're meeting it, right? So whether it's you're smelling their cologne and you're meeting that little girl, whether you're hearing that song and you're meeting that little girl or that little boy or whoever, you know, meeting that little human, whether you're standing there meeting yourself with love and reciting Ho'oponopono, whether you're here saying, this is what forgiveness is for me. So this week, forgiveness for me has been saying, okay, where do I need to forgive myself? And that is recognizing what resentment I still carry, what residue, what debris do I still carry, right? And so looking at my teachers, both formal and informal, looking at you know, and when I say informal teachers, and RJ spoke about this beautifully yesterday in the Spiritually Fierce group, um, spoke about, you know, informal teachers and the part, the role that they played, right? And so they're not, you don't sign up to go, oh, yeah, you're, you're an informal teacher, right? So an informal teacher is someone who has taught you a life experience. So my ex-partner is a teacher, is an informal teacher, right? In many ways, my mother is an informal teacher, right? Every relationship that I have is an informal teacher because I'm constantly learning from these relationships and these connections. And a lot of the time, they're going to bring you pain. But in the eyes of God, Pain does not exist. Bad, wrong, good, pain, pleasure, none of it exists through the eyes of God. They're just isness. And that is where we're going to, right? I've spoken to a lot of a lot of victims, and I use that word very loosely, 
I speak to a lot of people who have experienced domestic violence or abuse in whatever way. And, you know, I've spoken to them about forgiveness and they've gone, I'll never forgive. I will never forgive. And I fear the pain and the agony that they will continue. But I honour everyone's sovereign's choice and where they are in this cycle of forgiveness, right? And some people might stay in one little area and some people might move through it and whatever it is that I, I trust that, right? I trust everyone's journey. But for those of you who are wanting to just move, through this forgiveness, I urge you to go, you know what, like, where are you carrying? Ask the questions. Where am I carrying resentment? Where am I carrying unforgiveness? Where am I carrying anger and blame and judgment? So a lot for me this week, it's looked like, where am I out of integrity, right? Because where I'm out of integrity, it's call, it's calling this it's causing this ickiness in my field. And this ickiness in my field is where I'm out of integrity, parts of myself that I need to forgive, right? And so, you know, there's a huge part for me that I, that this part that I needed to forgive myself this week to realise that, that the back end is just as important as the front end, right? And they have to come in equal balance, yeah? And everything needs to be in integrity, right? So, you know, so I need to honour all parts, right? Not causing, again, that this word hierarchy, not causing this dualism. So, yes, okay, right, it's more important for me to meditate. Okay, yes, I'm going to prioritise that. But guess what? It's more important that, hey, I need to do my books. I need to make sure that my invoices go out on time. I need to make sure that I bring just as much reverence to all parts I need, to, I need to show up for my clients and I need to do this thing. But, hey, guess what? I still friggin' need to get paid, right? Because that is my worth. That is my sovereignty. So me projecting this, so I'm saying you're more important than what I am, right? Forgetting that I am God. I am the universe. I am the divine. And so when one piece is out of integrity, all pieces are out of integrity and forgiveness needs to come in there, right? So this feeling of where we're constantly meeting ourselves is so important, right? This journey with forgiveness is it's constant forgiveness. So you know what we'll, you'll hear all of us say on as a part of, you know, priestesses of the third level is we need to meet our fear. And in my terms, I say, I need, you know, we need to meet our kink, right? We need to discover our kinks. We need to meet our kinks, right? But beyond that, we need to also find forgiveness for them, right? So meeting the fear is one half of the coin. The other half of the coin is finding forgiveness because otherwise that, again, is causing this residue, this toxicity in our body that we do not, we do not, it does not belong, right? 
It does not belong in our bodies. So we need to be able to become aware of that. And something that we do a lot is we practice Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono is a Hawaiian, an ancient Hawaiian prayer of I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And we repeat that over and over and over again, right? There are meditations that we can do. There's journeys into the subconscious that we can take you on. And for me, what I do is I do it somatically via somatic kink. So we meet it in the subconscious mind. We meet it in your energy body. We meet it in your physical body. So we work, we're working on multiple bodies, bodies at the same time. That is personally how I do it. Um, side note, if you feel like you do need to journey with forgiveness, please reach out and I'm more than happy to guide you or have a conversation with you about how we can best do that, how I can help guide you through this, right? But before I wrap up, I really want to share with you something from A Course in Miracles. And for me, um, A Course in Miracles speaks to forgiveness so beautifully and it really is such a beautiful text um yeah so let me just read this for you okay it starts on the other page but i think okay yeah i will start here so forgiveness and the end of time how willing are you to how willing Are you to forgive your brother? How much do you desire peace instead of misery and pain? These questions are the same in different form. Forgiveness is your peace. For herein lies the end of separation and the dream of danger, destruction, sin and death of madness and murder, grief and loss. This is the sacrifice salvation asks, gladly offers peace instead of this. Swear not to die, holy son of God. You make a bargain that you cannot keep. The son of life cannot be killed. He is immortal to his father. What he cannot, what he is, cannot be changed. He is the only thing in all the universe that must be one. What seems eternal will have an end. The stars will disappear and the night will be no more. All things that come and go, the tides, the seasons and the lives of all people all things that change with time and bloom and fade will not return. Where time has set an end is not where the eternal is. God's son can never change by what men made of him. He will be as he was and as he is for time appointed is not his destiny, nor set the hour of his birth or death. Forgiveness will not change him, 
yet time awaits upon forgiveness. That the things of time may disappear because they have no use. Nothing survives purpose. Change is the only thing that can be made a blessing here. Where purpose is not fixed, however changeless and appears to be. Think of it like you get to set a goal unlike God's purpose for you and establish it as a change establish it as changeless and eternal. You give yourself a purpose that you do not have, but you cannot remove the power to change your mind and see another purpose here. This is the greatest gift of God that you make and remember that you are eternal. So that is me with forgiveness and we can journey through life and not forgive. However, something that I learnt from my mother is she carried anger and resentment and residue and unforgiveness. She never forgave anybody and um, she held she held her unforgiveness like a badge of honour. And it was in her final moments that, that I watched her forgive and find forgiveness. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed, the peace, the love that she come home to and she crossed over in full forgiveness and in love. But there was sadness there for me because I thought, do we have to live our whole lives for this one little moment, pocket of time in the end where we finally forgive, where we finally return to love? Why can't we just live like this? Why can't we just find this peace in everyday moments for ourselves and others? Because I think that's what matters. Yeah. Forgiveness doesn't know time and space. There is no perfect time, perfect moment to forgive. It's a choice that we make. It's an, a willingness. It's an openness that we have and recognising that when we're having attacking, attacking thoughts, when we're having harsh thoughts, then just to come back to this, come back to self. And we can remember this moment where we say, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I honour you. I want to hear about your journey of forgiveness. I want to hear what landed for you. If you resonated with this, 
comment, share, share, tag your mates, share it on your feeds. I am eternally grateful for you showing up and sharing this space with me. So thank you so much. Have the most amazing day and um, so much love to you. And, yeah, I'll put some prompts if you want to journal with your own forgiveness in, in the comments, in the, in the post, so you can journal and go on your own exploration with forgiveness. So much love to you. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen, or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.